In a fast-paced world, we move at the speed of life. The speed of life has changed a lot in these past 18 months. And that's something that has been on my heart this week and talking to students and just observing life in general. We move at such a fast pace of life that the clock that we used to have of an eight hour day now is kind of changed into something that operates within that 24 and we're rushing to try to get things complete. And there is a foundational component that's missing. We were talking about this offline and want to have this discussion with you. You're listening to the Ignatian Year podcast. My name is H.J. Dunmore. I'm here with Father Timothy Brown. And what we presented just now is an issue that's really taking place, not just on college campuses, but it's taking place in the world as we've been operating within this new schedule that we've had to because of virtual and because of just trying to balance and being able to distribute our time to things of life. But the word that you mentioned that really stood out to me, Father Brown, that I want to talk about a little bit more is bibliotherapy. Can we talk a little bit about, about bibliotherapy and kind of how that fits as a need for us in this new world that we're navigating? Well, as you remember, Jay, a couple years ago, we talked about tree therapy, and we actually did a video and wandered the campus and talked about the way in which trees could really bring us to our healing self. Now, that was before the virus hit the world. But now that the virus has hit the world and done some pretty irreparable damage, I've told my classes it's time to recover to reboot, to begin anew. And I said, the one way that you can all reboot is to turn the devices off and live with a book, live with your imagination. I said, do you remember that book that you might have been introduced to when you were maybe four years old, maybe even three? Dr. Seuss, The Cat in the Hat. Only 236 words, simple words interwoven with compelling pictures. You know what his magic sauce was? He combined the verbal with the visual. He had a way of touching our mystical, magical selves at an early age. And I think we know when we return to our childlike imagination, it's the beginning of a form of bibliotherapy. You know, bibliotherapy is basically just the idea, people, we can all be in that business of therapy as practitioners of healing through books. You know, in ancient Greece, over the libraries in Athens was inscribed simply, this was a healing place for the soul, a healing place, a library. In this day and age, picking up a book and allowing the words to wash over our imagination. Words help us think. They make us feel. They let us remember. They tell us the truth. Words show us the way. They help us understand. They unravel the complex. In my class right now, we're studying contracts and trying to figure out the meaning of uh, express agreements and how they're enforceable. And I think of ways in which words have a life and death meaning. This is the captain. Brace for impact. Those three words. 
can really bring chilling thoughts. If you've ever been on a plane, as I have, where I heard a captain announce on the intercom, brace for impact. Those three words have stayed with me. And I've used them for other reasons as well. And I think of a wonderful, wonderful new museum that opened in Washington just recently, Ann Friedman. You may know that her husband, Tom Friedman, writes for the New York Times, who's written some extraordinary books, The Olive Tree and the Lexus, and so many books about, um, about our world. But she decided as a middle school and kindergarten and early reading teacher to open a, a museum in an old, old Washington, D.C. Uh, school. And the name of the museum is Planet Word. And she said very much when she envisioned this museum, I want people to be aware of their words. And we'll come back to that in a minute when I talk a little more about planet word. But I think a lot of us are aware that words can crush. And recently, uh, there was an editorial in the uh, New York Times, Rabbi Lauren Hotzblatt, a rabbi uh, in a associated with uh, Adas Israel congregation in our nation's capital. And the title of her guest essay, In the Jewish Tradition, The Words We Choose Matter. And she begins this incredible essay. The Torah begins with the world being created by words. Let there be is a recurring refrain. God names each item, light, day, night, darkness, earth, sea, heaven. From this emerges the concept that words can build or destroy. And she talks about how a careful choice of words can make a big difference in our healing in our way of connecting with one another. And going back to, I recommend an interview about the planet word concept with Anne Friedman in the Washington Post a couple weeks ago. And she talks very much about the same thing that Rabbi Holstein talks about, the power of words playing different roles. Anne says, aware of the words that people use around them People have a choice. You can use your words to hurt others, to wound, or you can use them to heal and to create friendship and understanding and empathy. And obviously, it's important to me that you use your words to do the latter. In many ways, that's what Ignatius was all about when he introduced the examine and introduced the whole meaning of uh, consolation and desolation and how Picking the words of the Spirit can feed our souls with God's Spirit. And choosing the other allows the enemy to invade our consciousness. So there's a real interesting connection during this Ignatian year of how we practice the examine. And I think of the five phrases of the exam and that can really make a difference at the end of the day. And you can pray this in your prayer or you can pray it with another person or your children or whoever's around. Thank you. 
I'm sorry. How can I help? Be with me. I love you. Just to stay with those can make a difference in your healing. And I love the way in which Planet Word has so many interactive pieces. It's not a library. It's a museum. And it's really a museum built on what I talked about before, the enemy of sometimes our our uh, peace technology. But Ann Friedman's discovered a way to use technology to bring us to our best bibliotherapy selves. And so I remember uh, in that interview, she had a very interesting point about how many, many languages are introduced at Planet Word. And she remembers way back about a year ago after the museum opened, someone coming up to her and not knowing who she was. And this particular individual was from Peru. And he spoke not only Spanish, but he spoke Quechua. And she said he had tears in his eyes and said, thank you for having Quechua in the museum. And she said what's interesting in the, in the conversation in the, in the Planet Word uh, place, there's an elderly woman, Peruvian, and she talks about how in Quechua, the future is behind you because you can't see it. Now think about that. The future is behind you because you can't see it. Allow that to take a place in your imagination and picture that a little bit in this time of great uncertainty and anxiety. And doesn't that make you a little more kind of filled with hope and peace and love? And then this wise Quechuan woman said, and the past is ahead of you. The past is ahead of you because you've seen it. It's before you. You can see it. And all of a sudden, when you imagine the way this Quechuan woman explains, the future is behind. The past is ahead. You begin to realize only through reading and conversation and a real sense of taking seriously the power of the truth can we take into consideration all that's going on in this world today. And I know as some of you may not hear this during February, but it is Black History Month. and been very aware of the power of words and power of two people. One, a great, great actor from Baltimore who, when he received his Tony last a couple years ago, had three great, great sentences. Talked about Baltimore. He talked about his roots and he talked about the power of the city and his name is Andre DeShields. And you might remember him from years ago in The Wiz and all these great, great parts he's played. But he has three lines. It's almost a different kind of examine to think through. Slowly is the fastest way to get where you want to be. And isn't that what bibliotherapy is? Slowly taking a line, a sentence, the cat in the hat, just a few words, and staying with it, not speeding and scrolling through your texts and making yourself jittery and always kind of not most placid 
Slowly is the fastest way to get where you want to be. The second, the top of the mountain is the bottom of the next. So keep climbing. So imagine that kind of image of the mountain, marching up, climbing up, and then realizing that's just the bottom. Let's move to a different mountain. Let's not be so paralyzed by all that's about us and retreat into the Bible, into scripture, into poetry, into a fun book. And finally, he says, surround yourself with people whose eyes light up when they see you. And I think that you can do that with a book. You can surround yourself with the people in a book. And they light, they literally, many ways, uh, light up when they see you've chosen to enter. And so when you go to the Planet Words, you'll find certain books popping up and you'll see uh, Alice in Wonderland actually coming to life in that museum and taking you around and Anne Frank and other people. And I think that's where bibliotherapy takes off because it's one thing to be a creative writer, to appreciate the work of a writer, but we all have the opportunity to be creative readers in that way of taking a book and allowing a scene to take off in the way St. Ignatius asks us to do when we contemplate a gospel, to find ourselves in one of those gospel passages and imagine ourselves as a shepherd or somebody watching the Lord on the way of the cross and playing a role and being a part of that salvation. And I think that our creative reading and our creative writing brings about a very different way of loving, of paying attention, and just being. I love the idea of being able to take thoughts and forming them into words that have power, words that have presence, and words that have purpose, and words that allow others to move into a place of imagination. So the thing is, understanding that words have power, understanding that in this world, this 24-7 world that that have that we've been entering and that we've been part of, there is ability for you to step into that inner world and step into a place that you can transcend that point of being subject to the social media and subject to the devices. I know it's a world that's really fast paced and there's a lot of things that we're considering and how the world is becoming to this place of new normal, but you have the ability within to be able to transcend, to be able to surmount the things that we perceive as insurmountable. You've been listening to the Ignatian Year podcast. My name is H.C. Dunmore, along with Father Timothy Brown. We thank you for listening. We speak peace, power, and positivity. Thank you.